Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Jeff. This is Pastor Tony. And so excited to be with you today and just really believing the Lord is going to touch you through what we're going to talk about, which is money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. I'm going to put you on the worship team, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. Hey, thanks. <laughs> so money is a very important part of our lives. Yes, it does. Definitely is very important. And the, believe it or not, the Bible says so much about money, the use of money, how we're to use it in our lives. And uh, I believe with all my heart that, you know, the Lord is going to supply, you know, everything we, we need. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Philippians 4, 9. It says, and my God shall supply all of your needs. This is talking about more than just money. He's mm. talking about all of our needs. And he's going to do that according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And, you know, since he, he said in his word, he's promised that he's going to supply our needs. And I can testify that he is. It's absolutely true. When you trust Jesus, you know, he is going to bless you. He's going to supply your needs. Then, you know, you can trust the Lord with your finances. You know, it's funny, Pastor Tony, because, you know, a lot of people take that scripture out of context because, of course, you could say, well, I need a Mercedes or I need, I need a, one, too, <laughs> or I, I need to uh, buy this particular house or, you know, um, and, and I remember, you know, through my younger years, really just, you know, proclaiming that scripture over my life that, you know, that, that you know, all of these things I can grasp after the Lord will provide it. And, and I don't doubt that he he would provide but here's the thing is like what are our needs and the most important thing jesus he cares about our our soul he he cares about our lives and such that we don't have to have an overabundance of finances so that we could take nice vacations and 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 have an elaborate lifestyle but he will take care of us and that's so true is putting your faith in him because that that's what i found out he's always taking care of us uh, we may not had an overabundance but Jesus, when you're when you are close to to Christ and you're following after Him, you know you'll you'll eat and you'll be well taken care of. Uh, doesn't mean that you're going to have an overabundance of things. Amen. That's absolutely true. It's been true of my life in, in my life as well. He's taken care of me and my family. And uh, I want to bring up something though. For people, it does seem different to trust the Lord with their finances. You know, it does seem different. It seems like it's one of the last things they trust the Lord with. You know, you trust the Lord with your heart, you get saved. And you, you can trust the Lord with some time. You come to church and, and uh, you participate, you serve the Lord somewhere. But it's hard for people to turn over the purse strings, you know, to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I will tell you, I think when you do in life and you finally get it in your head that, you know, he's in control anyway. And that, you know, obviously he's more wise. He's omnipotent. He knows everything that there is to know. He's all powerful. Um, when we trust the Lord with our finances, he, he, he will multiply those, those finances and use them you know, in the correct way, but it really is hard for some people to turn over those purse strings in life. Pastor Tony, I, I, I would say that probably that this has probably been one of my biggest struggles in life because I was always taught um, to work hard. You work hard for your money. 
and you know you're I've, I've always been very frugal a frugal person and I've always worked hard and I would just accumulate and, and accumulate and I w it was hard for me to give you know I, I'll be honest I'll be the person that would drive by someone that may have a sign on the street and say well they probably are the type of person that just collects all their money and they go hop in their uh, Porsche or something and drive away you know I had that mentality but man has the Lord changed me because I think as a man you want to you your idea is I'm going to take care of my family and I'm going to do everything that I can to pr to provide and it's almost like how women sometimes are called nesters and they they nest in their homes it's almost like we're stockpiling money so that we can make sure we're taken care of in the future but it's that faith that Christ is looking for in our finances for us to just give it up and that is such a hard thing to do. A principle in the Bible is this. Up is down and down is up. It's like the opposite. <laughs> it is. So Matthew 20, 16, this is what I'm talking about, says this. The last will be first and the first will be last. So according to the world, it doesn't really make sense to give money or give things away. But in the kingdom of God, again, it's exactly the opposite. When we give, then we receive, you know? And that doesn't mean just finances, that when we give finances, we receive finances. I believe that when we give finances or when we're faithful to serve or when we're faithful to pray, that we reap everything. We reap physical health. We, we reap spiritual health. That, you know, the Lord blesses us in every way. So I want to encourage everybody listening. Trust the Lord with your finances. He knows how to take care of them better than you do. And when you do, everything in your life, I believe, is going to multiply. So the Bible do, does say that uh, we're, we're to be tithers. And this is one of the first things you, you need to get as a born-again uh, you know, believer concerning your finances. It definitely took me a while. I mean, I didn't just get saved and walk into a church and start giving 10% of my income uh, to, to the Lord. And it, it took me probably four or five years. I would, you know, give in an offering here and there, but I read the scripture and then I finally got it. Listen, I'm not being completely obedient not being fully obedient to the word, which does say that we're to tithe and give the Lord 10%. We're never giving to a church. We're never giving to a man. We're giving to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I tell you, for about 25 years now, I have been a tither. I've given 10% or more of my income uh, to ministry, to churches, to the Lord. And uh, He has really blessed me. Yeah, I, I've learned in my life that I think is, you know, kind of what you're talking about, sacrifice and, and being disciplined in that. Because, see, the Lord wants our heart. So, I, you know, I've told, I told this to the, to the teens a few days ago. I said, this, you know, worship is a form of, of almost, you know, similar to, to tithing. Is like you're giving of your time. You're saying it's just you and me, God, just, you know, in, in a form of worship. When we pray, when we read the Word, 
you know, it's it, the Lord wants our heart. And sometimes where our money is, that's unfortunately where a lot of people's heart is, is, is what's important to you in your life. Are you willing to give that important thing? Are you willing to give your relationship to the Lord? And so what's hard is people think that they have to hold on to money because they won't get it back. But man, have I seen, Pastor Tony, when I say miracles, because I think that the, the Lord knew that this was the biggest struggle in my life. I, I can't even tell you, like, I'm literally, I'm people waking up in the middle of the night because we've given our money and we, and one of our kids needed a surgery, for example, and, and someone got woken up in the middle of the night and was told to write a check to help us with that surgery. I mean, mind-blowing things that you know it's a God thing. Absolutely. That's, that's yeah. stuff that was happening only because that we decided to be faithful in it. And it, we gave, and sometimes it hurt, I'll be honest, but we the, the thing that's really important is to give cheerfully and knowing that the Lord is going to take care of you. And He will. He absolutely will take care of you. So what does the Bible say about saving money? What does it say? Let me read to you a scripture. This is Proverbs 6, 6. And this is an example, a simile, a metaphor. And Solomon wrote this. He said, go to the ant, you sluggard. Some version says, says slacker. Hmm. Consider her ways and be wise. And what he was saying was is that ants store up. They save. They save money. And, you know, I think it's important to know that, we, you know, it is important to be generous and we need to give to God and we need to tithe. But at the same time, we have to be wise and we have to be savers. Hmm. True. There's a real key in saving money. And the key is this, you got to spend less than you make on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a daily basis. You have to spend less than you make or you can't save a dime. And I've been drilling this into my kids' heads now. You know, I have two at, two at home and uh, I tell them all the time, your car, it's going to break down because they have, you know, they're 18 and 19 and they have piece of junk cars. And it costs money every time. It's $400. It's $500. I'm asking them, is your bank account going up? If it's not going up or if it's the same, you're not saving any money. And when an emergency comes, when a rainy day comes, what are you going to do? So it's so important. It's a biblical principle that we have to save money. And one of the things that can work for us when we save money is interest. And that principle, you know, that the bank will give us some interest or our investments will give some interest can carry us through some, you know, some hard times. Because one of the things that we all need to know in life, that there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be some bad times. There's going to be some good times. There'll be some mountaintop experiences, some valleys. Sometimes bad things just happen. And if we're prepared with an emergency fund, man, it can carry us through a job loss. It can carry us through an injury or when our car breaks down. We don't have to dip into and use credit, which is terrible. Yeah, most of uh, most of our society now is very much uh, kind of living paycheck to paycheck, and it you know I'm, we're not saying this in any way to be condemning. 
because there's a lot of people in debt right now. But if you are in debt, I would just stress to you that find ways that you can pay off that debt because, you know, that's the first and foremost. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, saving money is important and you should be doing that as well as paying off debt. But don't look at things in your life. It could even be vacation. Sometimes we have to just go camping and not go on a cruise. But there's things that look really pretty to us that we want right now. And, and that's going to take some discipline. But I can't stress enough. Just wait until you're in a position that you can financially afford it because you do not want to be bound by those shackles of debt. Let me ask you a question. I know you're going to be an expert on this because of your background in real estate. What do you think about a 30-year mortgage? Is it a good deal for people? Well, a 30-year mortgage for on a home, obviously, it, it's, you know, if you can pay it off as quick as possible, that would be the best. I mean, most of the time people, the interest hopefully is low and you don't have a high interest bearing mortgage. Uh, but if, if you can knock 7, 10, 15 years off a mortgage, do it. Uh, I tell people all the time that are questioning whether should I get a 15-year or 30-year mortgage. I say get a 30-year mortgage, but pay it off in 15, because you can do the same thing. You can make those payments and pay it off earlier. And then when it's you know, a, a real estate's a good nest egg, especially if you retire and you own your home outright. That's a that's a great investment because real estate typically historically goes up. So you have a savings account that is paid off as your bank. And you uh, and that's it gives you an awesome opportunity to have like a savings account in that that form too. But for for good perspective, say you buy a hundred thousand dollar house and you don't pay it off early, how much are you going to pay for that house? You're going to pay a lot of money for that house. I don't know what the, it depends on the interest rate, but you are definitely going to pay you know more than twice for that house. More than twice for that house. So I think that's really good perspective. One of the things I, I wanted to share, and this has been on my heart, is a story about my Uncle Bob and Aunt Charlene. And uh, they were, uh, Uncle Bob's in heaven now. Aunt Charlene's still alive, but uh, she's in her 90s now. And they never made a lot of money. So Uncle Bob worked at a check bindery, so they made checkbooks. And uh, my Aunt Charlene worked in a doctor's office doing records. But they were incredibly smart with their money overall, and especially with their housing. So what they did was, is they moved into this little house. It was very small. And I remember it very well. They had three sons, three boys. And they lived in that house until they paid it off, which they did, you know, fairly quickly. I can't remember exactly how many years, but maybe 15 years. And then they moved into a bigger house and rented the first one. Hmm. And literally they kept going until I remember they owned like four different houses. And three of them were rental properties and they were living in the, the last one that they purchased. And, uh, you know, to make a long story short, um, I don't think Uncle Bob, either one of, either Uncle Bob or Aunt Charlene ever made more than $15 an hour you know, in their career, they wound up with well over a million dollars in the bank by just being frugal mm. and, and smart. So I think that that's a real, you know, uh, lesson in life that we can be smart and, and we, we can be wise with our money and apply biblical principles to our money. 
And no matter what, you know, the Lord blesses us with, you know, salary-wise, income-wise, we can wind up, you know, with a considerable uh, nest egg that, you know, we can use to glorify the Lord. You know, one last thing that I want to talk about is just credit card debt. Yeah. Man, it's it's terrible. High interest. You're never going to pay it off unless you just pay it off in, in a huge, in a large amount. But credit card debt is is the worst. What is the average credit card interest rate is like 27, 28% yeah. interest. It's crazy. And uh, man, I mean, it, it just adds up so fast. And, and I think our society, it, it is uh, geared towards people getting in debt. I think they want you to get in debt and credit card companies, uh, I mean, I get, I don't know how many offers in the mail weekly. I get, you know, three or four credit card offers. And you know I, why? Because it's a good business. They're making lots of money off people. <laughs> so that's why they keep sending them out. They keep sending them out. And, and I think they would be very happy for, for you know, you, the listener, to be literally up to your ears, you know, choking in debt because then they're making huge amounts of money. And I just want to caution everyone, you know, don't get into credit card debt. Use a debit card. Cut up the credit cards no matter where you're at. And, uh, you know, a good way to begin to pay them off is, number one, if you, if you have a good credit score, um, a lot of, you know, credit cards will have an introductory rate of 0% for, you know, a year or 15 months. Transfer those balances to 0% as much as you can and then Start with maybe the smallest one and, and pay it off and then, uh, you know, continue to go. So pay the smallest one off and then make the minimum payments on the other ones if they're more than one. Pay that smallest one off and then go on to the next one. And uh, it'll give you a sense of achievement and a sense of, you know, satisfaction knowing that you've paid something off and will encourage you to keep going. But... How much better in the first place not to get in that kind of trouble? Because, man, you, you, you can just be, you know, uh, stuck in credit card debt for a long, long time. And uh, you won't be able to use your wealth for the kingdom. Mm. So much better to give some money to helping hands ministry, be able to support a missionary than, you know, supporting, you know, a bank through a whole bunch of debt. You know, Pastor Tony, I don't think I've ever met someone that blesses other people so much that aren't blessed themselves. You know, if you can, you know, maybe you're listening and you can look at maybe some people in your life that you would say, man, they're just generous. They're just, they give to people, but they're always well taken care of. And I believe it's just that the Lord supplies us with uh, just like, you know, the parable of the talents. You know, we got to be good stewards with what He gives us. And when He gives us an abundance, that we also have to invest well. We have to give well to others. And um, and in doing so, I think he'll bless us with more to give. And so that, that ultimately we can advance the kingdom of God. That is what it's all about. You it's know, true. the Lord's given us finances so that we can be taken care of and that we can advance the kingdom of God. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. And uh, use your money wisely. Have a blessed day.